Welcome to the Roncast, where entrepreneurs find killer tips, techniques, and tools to start and growth hack any business. Brought to you by one of Canada's favorite business personalities, Ron Davies. Ron Davies. Enjoy the show. Hi guys, welcome back to the Roncast. I'm your host, Ron Davies. Uh, today I want to talk a little bit about a fellow named Jim Rohn. Now Jim Rohn, that's Rohn, R-O-H-N, um, is kind of known as one of the great business minds of our era while he was around. Um, but the fact of the matter is Jim was much more than that. Uh, Jim was a great philosopher and Jim kind of has nine things that he believed helped you to have the very best life, you know? Not just the best life, but how to leave a legacy. Now, some might argue that a legacy is about serving your ego, you know, while you're alive, but others would argue that legacy is something that means you're leaving a lasting positive impression in the world, whether it's with the people, your environment, whatever it is. But I wanna share with you um, what Jim Rohn had to say. He had these nine kind of things that were going to give you a better quality life and to leave a great legacy. The first one is, Jim said you should consider um, others' interests as important as your own. Now in the entrepreneur space, doing a lot of speaking at you know motivational events and entrepreneur events and masterminds, I run into an awful lot of young people who are wrapped around the axle about generating wealth. And Generating wealth isn't the direct path um, to having wealth, interestingly enough. As we've discussed before, wealth is a byproduct of the value that you bring to the world. So if you just go out to pursue having more money and becoming more affluent, in my experience, you won't. It's not going to happen. Um, wealth is almost always a collateral piece from bringing, bringing value to the world. So let's just quickly look at a couple of quick examples. Uh, people always hold up Mark Zuckerberg. Now the guy's a complete ass, but you got to hand it to him. His board of directors have taken him a very long way and generated a lot of wealth for those that uh, hold a stake in Facebook. Don't make the mistake of thinking that Mr. Zuckerberg was making the uh, germane decisions early in the company's life that made it such a smashing success as it is. It was largely his board of directors. But the reality is that what Mark did create was this giant value that uh, still people hold and revere now as one of the most important membership communities that has ever been built. So he brought this value. Uh, Zuckerberg didn't go out to get rich. In fact, he was almost entirely uninterested in it. He was interested in building Facebook the best that it could be. Um, unfortunately, in the last couple of years, he has been, I guess, allowed to make some uh, important decisions and all of the decisions he's been making have not been very good. And Facebook has lost a lot of its user base. I think that he's going to get ousted <laughs> personally, but 
the reality is that uh, he brought a tremendous amount of value. So that's where his wealth came from. And that's the same with other things like uh, Google or, uh, or whether you're an artist or an author. People don't write a book to get wealthy. They write a book to share an idea or a story or a concept or an experience. Um, and in helping people through that, that's where, you know, becoming a best-selling author and so forth can, can build financial wealth. So Jim says, consider others' interests as important of your, as your own. So much of the world suffers simply because many of us consider only our own interests and maybe the interests of our circle of loved ones around us. Uh, people are basically looking out for number one, right? We've all heard the song, you know, looking out for number one. I think it's Bachman Turner Overdrive. <laughs> so we're looking out for number one, but the way to leave a legacy is to look out for others because if you're only looking out for yourself and then you die, how can you have a legacy? You're gone, right? Um, so the, the corollary to that is that then life must be best lived in the service to others. It doesn't mean that you don't strive for having the best for yourself and getting the best for yourself. People always wonder about that, you know, and they say, well, Ron, should I really be wanting more? Shouldn't I be, shouldn't I have gratitude? You know, all of the holistic sort of aquariatic people are saying, oh, live in gratitude, live in gratitude. Stop asking for more. Well, there's actually both. And one of the masterminds I was at, um, there was a near billionaire there who asked if he could license the term. And I ended up just saying, go ahead and use it. I'm not going to charge you for a license. And the term is uh, basically something that's gone on to probably he's going to write a book on it. And it's dissatisfied gratitude. And we should be in gratitude for where we are. And we should take a moment every day just to at least have an awareness of what we're grateful for in our in our lives, in our existence. But it doesn't mean we have to be satisfied with it, right? It's the human condition and it's not a bad thing. It means you're always striving for a better quality of life. But living life in service to others means that you're striving for others to have a better quality of life as well. It means that in all the things that we do, we serve other people, but that includes our family, our coworker and our friends, and it includes strangers. And it includes animals it's, and nature. It's not just about people. For some reason, um, humans separate themselves from the rest of their planet when they think about it. They think, oh, well, this is our planet. We're humans. And, and things like religion, which to me is a, a crock of shit anyway, but things like religion completely pervert that. You know, uh, well, we're people and the beasts were put here to serve us. All that kind of crap. It's a bunch of garbage. Life is life. Uh, my father taught that to me at a very young age. You know, we said, you know, chi or chi or life, whatever you want to call it, life force, soul, spirit, everything is equal. It's not that a human spirit is any different from a chipmunk spirit. A spirit is a spirit. So when we live in service to others, um, speaking of chipmunks, that would be my wife, Sonia. She lives in service to all of the creatures in the forest behind us. We're, we back onto a forest here and uh, she runs an animal rescue. She's worked in a zoo. I have a picture of her sitting on the couch with a mountain lion uh, sitting beside her on the couch watching TV. So we have kind of a weird life here, but, but she is definitely in service to others. And hey, I'm in service to you guys. That's why I'm here. You know, that's why I do this. Um, I have a really good life. I have a really good quality of life, but it doesn't mean I'm not continually striving to raise that, to improve that for myself, for my wife, Sonia, for my kids. Um, 
Sonia and I are a blended family, so for her kids as well, and for those in our lives, and those that are not directly in our lives, like yourself, right? We're in service to you. Another thing Jim said is, try to love your neighbor even if you don't like him. Now, I'm not a big fan of a lot of, uh, you know, religious dogma, but there is a lot of good stuff that's shared across religions. And one of them is, you know, love thy neighbor, um, even if you don't like them, probably even more so if you don't like them. Because holding a grudge against somebody is very taxing on you. Um, forgiving someone else isn't about them, right? Forgiving someone is a liberation of you. Don't let your ego get in the way and, you know, oh, I should have done this or next time I'm going to do that. Love your neighbor even if you don't like them. It's interesting that, that Jesus in Christianity told us to love others, but he never tells us to like them, right? Those aren't the same thing. Love and like are not the same thing. How many people do you love, but you can't stand them? And how many people do you like, you know, your buddies or whatever, your second circle buddies, but you don't necessarily love them, right? Um... Liking people has to do with emotions. Loving people has to do with actions. And what you'll find is that when you love them and do good by them, you will more often than not begin to like them as well. We all have that person in our family that we can't stand, right? An uncle, an aunt, or a nephew, or niece, or something. Um, hopefully not your spouse, because you're spending a lot of time with your spouse. You shouldn't live like that if it's not someone that you can be around. And interestingly enough, if you work on loving them, uh, maybe you'll start to like them. And Jim says, and I agree with this one wholeheartedly, maintain integrity at all costs. And what's integrity? Uh, the action of integrity is doing the right thing even when no one else is going to be there. No one's going to find out that you did the right thing. No one is present, right? There are very things, very few things that you get to take to the grave with you. Um, the number one thing is your reputation and your name. When people remember you, you want them to think, she was the most honest person I knew. What great integrity. Uh, there are always going to be temptations to cut corners and break your integrity. Don't do it. Do what's right all of the time, no matter what the cost. Uh, I think it was in the podcast the day before yesterday, I was talking about when my brother and I were at a pay-per-click workshop, um, and it was uh, Perry Marshall's pay-per-click Google AdWords Bootcamp. And Jeff Paul was there. Jeff Paul is one of the greatest uh, marketers, maybe second to Dan Kennedy, but pretty darn close. Uh, he had a, a commercial, he ran lots of commercials, infomercials he ran on TV. One was called Internet Millions, and he licensed one of our products that we had developed called ProfitMart.com. He licensed another iteration of that under his own brand. And uh, sitting in uh, Jeff's BMW 750, which at that time was, I didn't have much money. Rick and I were starting out. We were maybe doing 60 or 70,000 a week. And uh, that was the car I wanted, right? I didn't have one then. Uh, the BMW's in the driveway now, but I didn't have one then, right? And Jeff Paul said to us, gee, you know, hey, Rick and Ron, how many faxes do you guys get every week of companies threatening to litigate against you if you don't stop marketing aggressively? And I thought about it. I thought, well, you know, we bought when that uh, America Has Talent was out and um, Rick and I bought kellyclarkson.com. We used to sit and watch that show and whoever we thought was going to win the first, second, and third, uh, we would register the domain names back when you could pull that off. Now there are people take care of all of that before they even get to the show. But we were litigated against by the Kelly Clarkson people and Harley Davidson because we had 
hogparts.com and things like that. But that was really about it. So we told Jeff Paul this and Jeff said, oh, well, you guys just aren't marketing hard enough. If you did this and if you did that, you'd probably make 10 times more money in a tenth of the time. And my brother said, you're right, Paul or Jeff, we probably would. But I don't know about Ron, but I like to sleep at night. And one day I want to tell my kids what I do for a living and I want to be proud of it. So I was very proud of my brother in that moment because he spoke the truth and he spoke from integrity. And interestingly enough, since that time, Jeff Paul has been litigated against in the order of hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, Jeff could probably afford it, <laughs> right? But at the end of the day, you've got to live with your integrity in, uh, in doing business especially uh, and in your family. And one of you people always say, you know, you have to have money to make money. That's not necessarily true, but you certainly have to take risks in order to gain. Safe is poor. Um, they say that, uh, you know, the shy guy at the dance doesn't get to sleep with the head cheerleader, right? Um, chance favors the bold, things like that. In just about every area of life, you've got to risk in order to get a reward. In love, you've got to risk the rejection in order to ask that person out for the first time. In investing, you've got to place some capital at risk in the market in order to receive the prize of a growing bank account. When we risk, we gain. And when we gain, we have more to leave for others. Again, gaining is not just about me or about you. It's about what we can leave for others. And not just the capital we can leave for others or the assets, but what we've learned, that knowledge and wisdom. Jim says you reap what you sow. Now that's not a Jim original, uh, but it's very true. In fact, you always reap more than you sow. If you plant a seed, you reap a bushel. What you give, you get. What you put into the ground grows out of the ground. If you give love, you receive love. If you give time, you gain time. It's one of the truest laws of the universe. Decide what you want out of life and then begin to sow it, to seed it, right? Jim says hard work is never a waste. No one will ever say, it's too bad he was such a good hard worker. Uh, but if you aren't, they'll probably say, it's too bad he was so lazy. He had so much potential. He could have had and been so much more. Hard work leaves a grand legacy. Give it your all on your trip around the earth. You'll do a lot of good and you'll leave a terrific legacy for others. And don't give up when you fail. One of my old speaking platforms was all about the fact that failure is the only stepping stone to success. Imagine what legacies would never have existed if someone had given up. How many thriving businesses and ventures would have been shut down if those people quit at their first failure or their second or their third? I have a very good friend of mine who did 18 failed businesses before he hit the 19th one, which made him a multimillionaire. Uh, most of us don't take 18, but he stuck it out and he got the reward. Everyone fails. It's a fact of life. And unfortunately, we're raising generations of children now that think that everybody's supposed to win. Nobody loses the little league game. Everybody passes um, grade school. Everybody gets a trophy. These are terrible lessons. Oh, but we don't want the children to be disappointed. You're damn right we want the children to be disappointed. You're damn right we want them to fail because it's only through failure that they learn how to stand up and succeed. If everything's handed to them, and then one day they turn 18 and the world stops handing things to them, now they're in trouble because they don't have the coping mechanisms for failure. 
So those that succeed are simply those who do not give up when they fail. They keep going and they build a successful life and that legacy. Don't ever stop in your pursuit of a legacy. Many people have accomplished tremendous things later on in life. I think Colonel Sanders didn't even get into business till his 60s. There's never a time to stop in your pursuit of your legacy. Sometimes older people will say, you know what, I'm 60 now or I'm 55 now. I'll never change, I'll never accomplish that. Well, that won't build a great life. All that will build is regretful thousands of hours on a rocking chair on a porch somewhere wishing they had have done something. No, there's always time to do more. There's always time to achieve more, to help more, to help more people, to help the environment, to serve more, to teach more, to learn more. Keep going and growing that legacy. Think about these people that you see out there helping everybody. I'm not a big fan of Tony Robbins for my own reasons, but let's face it, the guy's helped a lot of people. Bob Proctor, uh, Dan Kennedy for sure, one of my mentors, big fan. Um, these are the core principles to live by if you want to become the kind of person who leaves a lasting legacy and has a high quality life. So that's it for today. I want you to percolate on that a little bit. If you have any questions at all, drop me an email, ron at theroncast.com, and I would happy, be happy to help you out. Have a wonderful day. We're almost up on the weekend. That's it for now. I'm Ron Davies, your host on The Roncast. That's it for this episode of The Roncast. Be sure to subscribe and tune in again for killer tips, techniques, and tools to growth hack any business. We hope you've enjoyed the show.